Hey, it's Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and tonight I'm joined by... Alex from Entombed. It's an absolute honour to be chatting to an extreme metal legend like yourself tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for having us. No worries, man. Clandestine... Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> uh, we, we never knew how to pronounce it either no, for man. the longest time, so it, it's, a, it's okay. It's good to hear uh, new versions of this okay. word. Yeah. Clandestine <laughs> is regarded as one of the most important death metal albums of all time. How, pl- how pleased are you with the finished live version and what can we expect from the release? We are extremely pleased uh, that we finally pulled this off because we never pulled it off uh, you know, when the album was originally released. We actually, uh, the first time around that we toured on this album was probably Gods of Grind in 1992 probably and the first show in London Astoria was recorded and Eric later released that as Monkey Pass. Uh, and I remember that we, at the time, we were less than happy with our performance at that show. Uh, it was actually the first show on that tour and, you know, I think we probably played at twice the speed and, and these songs are kind of difficult enough as they are so this time we uh, rehearsed a little more and uh, tried to keep the tempo uh, a bit moderate so I I think we pulled it off and uh, we're very happy with the release and it's probably our first yeah we we see it as our first proper live album you know as uh, as a as a band so it's a it's great that we could do it for for this album yeah, because of course it's an amazing musical journey. When you look back yes. to the original 25 years ago, could you have ever, ever imagined the album would still be held in such high regard? Never. I mean, I, you know, it, you're amazed that you're alive 25 years later and sort of remember your name. <laughs> so, no, uh, we could not have... Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I remember when the first album came out, we, we were sort of never taking anything for, for granted, uh, you know, even to do a, do the second album. You know, I remember thinking, like, I wonder if they will let us do a second one, if it maybe sells 100 copies of some, something. So so it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really fun that we could do it this way. So what makes clandestine stand out from the rest i mean there's been so many amazing death metal albums over the years what is it that makes this one stand out i mean for us it was we really uh tried to uh, do something uh, maybe that we weren't fully skilled enough to do uh, but we we met this band called atheist on, on a show in, here in sweden we did and uh, in like 1991 or something or 1990 and they really influenced us a lot to 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 go that uh, to make the album more like a a lot more technical than the, the first album and uh, a lot of people at the time were saying like oh what happened like why did it change so much and and uh, uh, 
five years later, uh, most people don't see it as being too different, too much different from like the first album. But back then, everybody was, uh, or everybody, but a lot of people were sort of not too happy that we changed style a little bit from album to album. So um, uh, just as people got used to what they thought and to was, there was a change. And this, I guess, was the first time that people sort of experienced that change. Um, and uh, yeah, it's always been a challenge to play the album live. And uh, the first reactions I've heard now when I read some of the comments on, on social media is that uh, people are, are sort of hearing things for the first time, which is exactly what I uh, was hoping for, because there is a lot on the album that most people, or yeah, I know that most people probably have not heard. So uh, I, I was really happy to see at least uh, this this one guy was saying like he he was gonna polish off his guitar and and detuning it to C again, so that he could now play along with the album now that he heard what was actually going on so that's uh that's to me that's a, a great review and of course sinners bleed and cruel have amazing lyrics and feel to them can you remember how you felt back in the day when you wrote those two monsters of extreme metal it's to me like those songs are uh it's not like because uh, the way it worked back then is like we would go into the rehearsal room and somebody would have an idea and Nick is really good at like okay I hear this is going to come after that and that so it's like it, it it was never from what I know anyway or remember it was, was never like somebody had a full song and would like record it on a demo and, and then like this is the song it was, it was you know coming together in the rehearsal room and and uh, especially Nicky had a, a really creative time so I think he was uh, obviously the first album was sort of uh, compiled out of our nihilist demos so you know we we've been sort of doing demos for one or two years and then we did the album so uh, clandestine happened not too long after the first album came out we were like ready to go again and uh, so to me it it, it feels like it uh, happened really quick like a like a, a whirlwind of uh, of creativity like the first three album pretty much on, on a roll and they, they were like recorded between you know the end of 89 to you know uh, yeah it's like a three year period almost so it wasn't until till after that that things started taking a lot longer yeah. <laughs> between albums so so it, it's a good memories from from those songs uh, like the creation of those that music well, of course, with an album release, even though it's a live album, will you be going out to recreate the live album live at some stage? Hopefully. I mean, we are getting some really interesting offers now. 
so we definitely hope to uh, to do that, and we are talking about. Uh, we were actually talking about recording something last year, so that we maybe could have done some said yes to to a few of these great offers and do some some shows this year. Um, as it happened now, I think maybe we will uh, start recording hopefully something before the summer and and, and maybe put a few. Uh, like shorter, like like pretty much like we were doing from the beginning. That you do like a two or three songs and maybe put those out instead of waiting for a full album. And then we maybe will put it together to an album in the end. But just to to not sort of um, have to wait around until everybody have you know four weeks in a row that we can that we can take. You know that was. That, that wasn't really the way we worked back in the day and it, now these days it's very difficult to get that time <laughs> you know so I, I think we'll pretty much go back to, to working the way we did as kids uh, and hopefully uh, I think that's the, the, the that would be the right way to work for us also so uh, it, it, we're really excited about that uh, actually because Nick has been on tour with uh, with Lucifer in, in the States, so he, he came back uh, a week or two ago, and uh, he actually called me the other day, saying that, yeah, I'm, you know, I, my drum kit is up, the studio is done, you know, I, I'm ready to to start recording these songs that we have, so uh, uh, I, I was really uh, pleased about that, so it's always a good sign <laughs> when uh, the other guys are uh, sort of fired up and ready, so... Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That's great to hear because you sort of answered both my next two questions. Because I was going to ask you <laughs> if you get and do an entombed album and started writing, or maybe it's an EP. So yeah, um, yeah. As you get offers in for festivals and tours, so ideally, then what does the rest of 2019 hold in store for yourself and entombed? First of all, get this live album done. It's going to be great to finally sort of release it because I've, I've been working with it for a very long time now just from from funding the filming and everything uh so it's been pretty much like three years straight it feels like uh and, and there's still a lot of work to be done with the, you know, around the release uh with promotion and and you know doing bits and pieces of, of like uh, like videos and edit, you know for social media and stuff um but then I hope to also release the first act with the orchestra as a like official release as well. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that while we uh, also like record. And then Uf has got a Haystack album coming out uh, that he recorded uh, at the end of last year. So we're working on that as well. Uh, and I'm also putting out some some new stuff uh, on a an, a new sort of a band project myself so so that's also uh, can happen in hopefully in, the plan is to do it in june if i can sort of steal enough time from from uh, the entombed uh, releases that we have coming up um so there's there's a lot happening and you know uh, really cool thing would of course be to uh, to release uh, you know maybe like
this year within tune but uh, you know when We'll see. One, hopefully, we'll be able to report something. I think Nico will. I mean, now that he's got, he's ready to go. Uh, you know, maybe we'll even start before the summer to to. Uh, and once things start, they're usually pretty quick. And look forward to um, to sort of the process of not having twelve songs and have to work on 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 them all at the same time. Uh, much more like the way you know where you go in and do one song and, and finish that one and, and mix it and then go to the next one and uh, that was actually the way Thomas Skogsberg who we recorded the first four albums with the way he always would uh, sort of like next time you should do this instead you know this is how the Beatles did it you know they, they went in and they they one song and then they you know they finished that and before they went to the next one so so that, that's uh, something that we've uh, sort of also had in the back of at least in back of my mind that yeah we, we should try that you know and because uh, I always find that when you record 10 or 12 songs in a row there are always a few songs that don't that end up not getting the attention uh, that some of the other songs do just because of time things and just because you get tired of, of being there for that long and and uh, so I, I look forward to working on fewer songs and finish them and then um, go to the next one so uh, you, you what you have what you will have is like original entombed working much the way we did back in the day so it it, uh, it should be good and with guys that are uh, again sort of hungry to to do it and, and so it's uh, i'm really looking forward to to uh, hearing what will come out of this myself so it's just exciting times then for, for in tune to 2019 but can you tell me having had such an amazing career so far, if I could ask you to pick one highlight that comes straight into your head, what would it be and why? Uh, I think just those three first albums, they were such a sort of, you know, like a really cool part of, of our uh, lives, I think, is, you know, because it was building and, and just doing three albums in a row with uh, not much time in between. And because uh, you, you realize how, how great that time was when after it, before the fourth album, there was a year of just waiting around while sort of business things were being taken care of. And that was the total opposite. So... Um, so for, for me, probably like, yeah, like the time, obviously the first album is always uh, exciting, but I, I think when Blue Blues came out, that was awesome as well. And actually, it, we never took anything for granted, so every album always felt like the last one. So you were always so happy when like, oh, we managed to do one more, you know? Um, so each, each release is, uh, really, uh, a highlight, 
it, it feels like. Uh, and uh, um, the only thing that sort of uh, are downsides are when something sort of stands in the way of uh, of the creativity, you know. Uh, like you know, you have to wait for something uh, like something other than a song being finished. You know, like you know, when you have contractual issues and stuff like that. That is just stuff that stuff that is not sort of helping uh, the music in any way. So that's. Uh, but my first. Uh, show, for example, when I when I was a kid, was I went to a Maiden show in eight, 1983, uh, and that was an amazing time for me. Uh, so, so to get to play with Maiden in like I think it was 2000 on the Brave New World tour, because yeah. we were uh, on the same. The manager that we uh, had at the time was working at uh, Sanctuary Maiden Management, so. Somehow he, he got us on that tour, uh, so that was definitely one of my highlights. Also, and, and it was amazing to see those guys and to see that they pretty much looked the same uh, to me, at least. The that you know, like w what they looked like when I saw them, or what, what I remember them like the first time I saw them. In you know, like I don't know, uh, seventeen years before. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it and and that. To me, it's also uh, such a cool thing. It gives you uh, sort of a uh, that it's not like just something that you like for a short time as a kid, you know. And so it's great also to see that these guys that we grew up listening to still do it, and they still do it with a smile. And you know, it's awesome. And and we also got to play with Slayer on that tour, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, which is also, of course, another great uh, influence on us uh, growing up. You know, taking that step from from the classic hard rock and heavy metal to faster. Uh, you know, when Raining Blood came out, that's probably one of our milestones also uh, for for discovering and, and new music and uh, and. Um, sort of influence on on us because that's that's just uh, you know a masterpiece right there so in talking of masterpieces is there a song recorded by another band that you wish you'd written uh angel of death <laughs> uh the trooper to to go by those uh, those two bands um yeah, there's uh, of course a million of them, but uh, another classic one that I always uh, say to everyone that it's the best song ever is uh, my son came in with a balloon and a bottle and something here. <laughs> I don't know, he's got some <laughs> experiment going. Um, <laughs> Uh, living after midnight uh, was the one I was thinking. <laughs> That's one of uh, you know to me uh, like a, a classic song that I grew up with. That I uh, yeah I just get happy every time I hear it. So. 
Can you tell me why we should buy Clandestine, the live album? Because uh, that's the only album where you can actually hear what's uh, going on. And if you're interested in finding out like what we uh, should have sounded like when uh, we were playing it back in the day, when uh, everybody was 25 years younger, this is what we wished it would uh, have sounded like. Brilliant. How would you like in tune and... Oh my God, what's that? <laughs> He's got some balloon experiments so cool. going. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like Entombed and yourself to be remembered in a hundred years' time? Well, if uh, if somebody remembers us at all, that's uh, good enough for for us. Um, and uh, yeah, we we're. As I said, we just don't take any of this for granted, and uh, we're just amazed that people care enough about what we do to actually, uh, you know, support us. I mean, this this li- live album, the uh, the reason it was actually documented the way it was and, and filmed properly was because we did this crowdfunding, and people, you know, I, I went out with my barking dog in the, it, it, for a walk and filmed myself saying that, you know, if you're interested in helping us, uh, you know, document this, then, you know, you can join our crowdfunding on Pledge Music. And so that's what enough people did to, to make it happen. And, and that's, you know, in itself is amazing to, to me that we can just, people uh, are interested enough to just uh, have some <laughs> crazy man with a dog fool them into uh, you know parting with uh, uh, 50 uh, pounds you know mm-hmm. about which, which was sort of the average what, what what people were pledging which is amazing in itself I mean there was oh, of course you could just you know uh, pledge like eight quid also and get like digital versions and stuff but you know that's uh to me that's uh you know so cool that we can because otherwise it would it would never have been filmed this way because no label in their right mind would because uh, it ended up being very expensive so no label in their right mind uh would give us you know like uh i think we raised like thirty-eight thousand euro or something wow yeah, and and you know nobody would give us that to to sort of like yeah can we can we have some money to film a live album please <laughs> you know? exactly. so yeah so uh, so that's uh, we're really really uh, thankful for that and we hope to uh, to give people value for for their their money and uh, that's I'm really like yeah of course it's sad that. CDs are dying and people aren't buying as much plastic as they, you know, did a few years ago. But I, I'm really not one of those who sort of worry too much about that. I'm happy about if I can make this available, like this, you know, like putting the, the physical version you know, and the digitally. That's like to me, hopefully, a first step, and then 
we want to sort of add to that by you know showing people the rest of the process that went into to making this album and of course you can do that digitally um so uh, we want to as as fast as we can you know release as much of the the other stuff as as well uh you know what, what went on behind the stage and in rehearsals and on the warm-up show on the boat you know it's just a, a matter of of time to to edit things and, and release it and um and and this new era where it's a lot easier to uh to to publish things online and things make make that happen so i'm i'm uh, you know, like what we really want is if you create something. It's like when you're a kid, if you you know you do a you do a little drawing and you're happy with it, you're you're happy to show it to people and see their reaction. And that's uh, to us, or at least to me, you know, what I uh, the main reason or the, what gives me energy is to sort of. Uh, it's not like I, I totally crave it and go looking for it, but when you see that people sort of enjoy it and it gives them some sort of uh, energy that gives me energy so it's it's uh, that's that's the reward you know for for putting in a lot of work to to put the stuff out you know even though sometimes it doesn't make sense to put this much time into it or put that much money on something but in the end if somebody else also uh, you know, enjoys it, and and it makes them go out and create something. Uh, then that's, uh, I think, so cool. So it's uh, uh, that's definitely one of the things that is uh, the rewards for for 